the abundance of life under the under those the abundance of blip. A walk down the beach brings my tiny. A walk down the breach. Bop. A walk down the breach. <laughs> okay, I need to go check my brownies. From Boogie Land Media, this is On Carlson Drive, a dusty little dirt road of memories from the wit and whimsy of Wendy Bonifield. Today's episode, People Watchers. I'm sitting on my tiny balcony in a condo on Myrtle Beach. I love water, all things water. Water is even my favorite drink. I do love the woods and trees and the shade and beauty of the forest. Put a gentle river nearby? Perfection. The mountains? Spectacular. Give me a mountain stream or a waterfall? Perfection. My favorite body of water is Lake Michigan. I grew up with that lake and now it is in my bones. I miss it when I have not been in a while. I've told the story of my parents' cabin on Lake Michigan in previous episodes, so I will not go into detail as to why Lake Michigan is part of my soul. It just is. But right now, I am not by Lake Michigan. I am by the Atlantic Ocean on Myrtle Beach. Swimming in the ocean is a whole different experience. I choose my Lake Michigan over the ocean. But there is a majesty about the ocean, its vastness, the strength of the waves, the abundance of life under those waves. We visited the Georgia Aquarium in Atlanta just before we headed to the beach, and seeing all the life and somewhat terrifying creatures of the deep gives one pause before diving into the waves. A few years ago, we were visiting my grandpa in Orlando, Florida, and we took a little trip to New Smyrna Beach. Grace, Randy, and I were swimming away in the water when we noticed lots of little fish jumping out of the water, and it kept happening randomly all around us. It was fun to watch. Oh, look, there they go again. Oh, now they're over there. (laughs) So fun. When we got back to Grandpa's house, we were telling the family about our little trip, and we got to the fish-jumping story, and my cousin, who grew up in Florida right next to New Smyrna Beach, said, Well, you know why they were jumping. Little fish jump out of the water when there is a big fish nearby. Yes, well, that makes sense. Thank you. Thanks for telling us that now. Then she went on to say that New Smyrna had the most shark attacks in Florida that year. So clearly, we were almost eaten by a shark. But right now, I'm not in Florida. I'm in South Carolina. I'm enjoying looking down on all the people. Who doesn't like to people watch? I brought my lunch out here, poured myself a glass of iced tea. My tea is in a wine glass because that's the only kind of glass available in this condo. And I have to admit, I like the feel of it. I'm not a drinker, never have been. I grew up in the Salvation Army where drinking is a big no-no. But that's not why I don't drink. I don't like the taste of alcohol or the smell, especially the smell. Sometimes I feel on the outside of things not drinking. I don't get why people love to drink so much. All those fun jokes about drinking wine, I don't get. 
But I am now appreciating the tactile experience of holding a wine glass. I am also enjoying the sounds of the waves and laughter. I have a cool breeze blowing. The sun is shining, but not on me. As much as I love the water, I do not love the sunshine. I hate laying out in the sun. I seek the shade at all costs. I marvel at the people who lather on tanning lotion and lay in the sun for hours. When I was young, my grandparents, who were the very best people God ever created, had a pool. And my sister and my cousin would grease up with baby oil, drench their hair in lemon juice, and lay out by the pool for hours. I tried, but I could only lay there for a few minutes. Oh my gosh, it's so hot. I'm so hot. It's hot. This is awful. I must get in the pool. I will get in the pool. So I end up jumping in the pool and then going to sit with my grandma on her swing in the shade. But I'm not at my grandma's. I am in a condo looking over the beach. I've been up and down the beach a couple times. I have put my toes in the water, read a few chapters of my book, took a dip in the pool. And the woman who was at the pool first thing, all shiny, covered in baby oil, is still there in the sun. Miserable. Here's another thing that amazes me. These people seem so completely comfortable in their bodies. I, unfortunately, am much heavier than I want to be, so I'm right there with you, big girls. But I have always been modest. Even when I was young and skinny, I didn't wear a bikini. So I'm proud of these ladies who are big girls, happily walking around in their tiny bikinis. They decorate all that exposed space, too, with tattoos and belly piercings. I say good for you, girls. Fooey on you who say otherwise. Because when you spend time doing some really good people watching, you realize that TV and magazines give you one body type to look at. But the world is full of so many more shapes and sizes. It's more interesting that way. On this same vacation, Randy and I took a long walk along the East Beltline in Atlanta. It was a wide path through the city. It was full of people. Walkers, runners, bikers, skateboarders, roller skaters, scooters. We remarked about the many body types. That gal is all legs, as opposed to that guy who is all torso. We felt a little out of place because it felt like mostly young people walking along until we started looking for the old folks like ourselves. I was kind of surprised at how unfriendly it all seemed. No one said hello as they passed or even smiled and nodded. It's the South. I thought you were friendly here in the South. Although I suspect that it had to do with the amount of people on the trail. If you said hello to everyone, that's all you would do. Actually, I was glad for the anonymity, even in a crowd. Randy and I were still reeling a little bit from unhappy news we had received earlier that day. In fact, we got a phone call from someone checking in on us. We moved over off the path a bit, and as he talked, I stood there and cried. Thankful for the thoughtfulness, but also feeling thankful for the seeming indifference of the many people around us. Sometimes one simply wants to weep without intrusion. Just after my dad died, I went for a walk along our woodland path by my house. I sat down on a bench to watch a video my sister sent me of my daughter Grace sitting next to her grandpa, 
She was singing in her beautiful, clear soprano, It Is Well With My Soul. She had her hand resting on the bar that was keeping my dad from falling out of his bed. As she sang, my dad turned his head the best he could towards her and lifted his hand to hold hers. It was beautiful and brings tears to my eyes even now, thinking about it five years later. At the time, it was very fresh, so I sat on that bench silently weeping. When someone stopped to ask if I was okay. No, I'm not okay. My dad just died, and I'm reliving a beautiful yet painful moment. Go away. Instead, I said, yeah, yeah, I'm okay, thanks. But I'm not on a bench by my house. I'm on a plastic chair overlooking the ocean. Watching four young men play some kind of game with a ball and a tiny trampoline. What is it about the male of our species that keeps them so entertained for hours by a simple ball? It's like God looked at man and thought, wow, these guys have a propensity to get into trouble. They need something simple to bring them joy. And God said, let there be a ball. It's kind of like cats. If you set a box on the floor, a cat will invariably sit in it. If you put a ball in the room, a male will invariably play with it. Oh, and now look, there are two boys having a foot race. Oops. The boy on the left started too early. Come back, start again. The boy on the right gives the go signal, and he is off, getting a five or six step head start, and it looks like it is evenly matched, and the boy on the left isn't going to catch up until he turns on the speed and outruns him. Aha, so much for your head start. Cheaters never win. A walk down the beach brings many tiny little stories. Here's a mother sitting in a chair sunken into the ground as her daughter digs a hole in front of her. The mother's holding a small, sleeping child. She looks bored, but not unhappy. There are many families on the beach. I see four or five mothers and a few fathers holding sleepy babies, protecting them from the sun with towels or umbrellas. Fathers sitting on the edge of the surf, letting the water wash up over them as their children dig in the sand. I see what looks to be a brother and a sister playing in the water. The boy has Down syndrome, and the older sister is clapping and gently splashing, causing him to laugh and smile. I want to say to these parents and sisters, Oh, you are doing such a good job. Well done. You are doing good work. But I don't, because I'm a chicken noodle. Many tiny, tiny bathing suits. Oh, that girl is going to feel that burned bum when she tries to put on jeans tomorrow. Many, many tattoos. I don't particularly like tattoos. Clearly, I'm in the minority. And here, oh, here's a couple in matching bright pink swimsuit that makes the pink hair on the girl next to them look faded. I hope she is wearing sunscreen because she is very, very pale. As I walk along, I can't help but pick up shells. I'm not the only one. It's interesting watching people pick up shells. Some are like me and pick up something that attracts their eye. Others are very purposeful, finding only the right color or the right kind of shell. Some have special shovels that sift out the sand. Some come with buckets. At first, I pick up a small shell with a pretty color that caught my eye. Soon I'm looking for shells that are not broken. Most of them are broken. 
And finding one in perfect condition is rare, so I pick up a few that are not that pretty, but are not broken. Then I see some broken ones that have an interesting shape or a pretty color, and I pick those up too. I like these better than the perfect ones that are not broken. I feel like you can find a life lesson in that. I would like to welcome a well-known character here on Carlson Drive, on on Carlson Drive, and that would be my husband, Randy. Hello, Randy. Welcome. Yes, I was just lamenting about the fact that it's 102 degrees and I have a cold. And not only it's 102 <laughs> degrees, but that's the reason why you can hear like air conditioners and all sorts of things going on around us. Yeah. We could go over and ask Brad if he'd turn his air conditioning off just for a little while. Just for a little bit. We're, do we're doing some very important work. Yeah. I thought I would chat with Randy because he was on that vacation with me when we went to uh, Myrtle Beach. That's right. I was there. So people watching is one of our favorite things to do. It sounds like such an old person thing, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Like, we just like to go and right. watch people. Go to the beach and watch people. That <laughs> also sounds a little creepy. Yeah, yeah it we're does. Gonna... <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> it sounds right. Well, I think, you know, one of the things you nailed in this story is just how different the world looks in juxtaposition with what we see on TV. Right. If we were doing a television show on Myrtle Beach, it would look so vastly different yeah. than what it looked like, oh, than what yeah. we were watching. Without a doubt, because some of the people in the bikinis that they were wearing... <laughs> Would not well, have been TV okay. Here's ready. the thing: even the lovely young girls in bikinis, you know, everybody still has some imperfections, but not on TV. Right. I think we just need to be able to to celebrate all of our imperfections. Don't you think we're getting better at that though? In general, I mean, you're seeing so many different sizes of people on TV nowadays. Yes, I think we are. I think we definitely are. But still, the Main characters are right. still beautiful yeah, we, and fabulous. We always joke about the, you know, like the chubby best friend. It's never, oh. they're never like the leading character. Right. No, you just, the chubby best friend. Right. Because, you know, that those chubby best friends can't have a boyfriend or anything. Right. Oh, well, they could. Right. They have to have a chubby boyfriend. Well, that's true. You know, Jack Black in, what, uh, Holiday? Yeah, but he had, a, I mean, his girlfriend was a fabulous actress, and then Kate Winslet was the girl he ended up with, right, so. Right, Good point. Chubby men can have beautiful women, but chubby women can't have handsome men. It seems right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this. I like this scenario. I, th I think it's good. That seems right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also found interesting the people on Myrtle Beach, like the uh, and and uh, you see this on every beach, though. At dusk, you see all these people come out with uh, the metal detectors. Oh yeah, and start early morning, oh, early early yeah, okay. morning. I I don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so you see them coming out and looking, and I always wonder. What do they find? I wonder what they find. They, they must find something. Otherwise, why would they keep coming back? Is it like golf? You know, you get one good swing, you get a good shot, and you're like, I'm going to. I'm coming back. You like yeah. you find a quarter and you're like, yeah, I could get rich doing this. I'm gonna pay for this in 17 years. 
I also was tempted to go and be like, hey, what'd you find? But then I thought. That's not what you do. That, yeah, this is not what I do. And they it's, probably would be annoyed. It's kind of like you wanting to encourage those young moms and you'd be like, ah, no, no. Yeah, never, never, whatever. They'll Deal just with look at me like, what do you, what do you want, old woman? <laughs> not that you're an old woman. Really? What are you saying? Wait. That, what do you <laughs> want? You what do you it. want, middle-aged woman? <laughs> Too late. Just, just, just move on. What is it that David says? If you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. <laughs> You know, the other thing about where we were on Myrtle Beach, uh, we were like on the 10th floor. Yeah. And so we had a wonderful sort of overlook onto everything. You yeah. could watch people and they didn't really know we were watching them. So unlike at the mall, you know, if you're sitting on the on the bench and you're just <laughs> watching somebody the whole time, they're like, why, uh, is hello? That, why is that weird old man looking at me? Yeah, thank you for referring to yourself as a weird old man as opposed to me as a weird old lady. You're welcome. <laughs> no, you're right. It did kind of give an interesting, well, and you could see way down all the different things. Here's the other thing that I did not put in the story that three, <laughs> seriously, three nights in a row, but at the end, lots of the younger families had cleared out and the teenagers had come back to the beach. A group of boys three nights in a row, built some kind of penis sandcastle. Right. Or drew it in the sand. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was kind of funny, actually. It I mean, was funny. <laughs> well, because the first time it was a whole group of kids. There was a bunch of them, girls and boys, all out there running around. And um, then, of course, the boys made their spectacular sandcastle and then gathered the whole group <laughs> to take a picture in front of it. Like, and here is our time on the beach, and here's our penis sandcastle. That was that was funny, especially the part where they, they sat in front of it and took pictures. I just... Yeah. They're proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's going to put us on the explicit. You know? Well, even saying, saying the P word probably yeah, will, maybe, because yeah. I feel like I told another story where I said I used the penis word <laughs> the p word and it said this is an explicit story and i think it was really just a story about us telling our children sort of the differences between girls and boys and it was very innocent you talked in the story a little bit about people who lay out right um oh my gosh, which is talking amazing about that couple who laid out exactly all day they looked older than we are. But, but they just laid... Th I'm From breakfast to dinner, they were laying out. That's all they did. It wasn't like they were even reading no. a book. They just laid there. I would be so bored out of my head. I never was a laying out person either. The only reason I got tans is because I was a lifeguard. You know? Well, you know, if you're out playing, right. and you're just outside, you get tan. But I but... very seldom just laid there. It's, you get hot. You're laying there. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so hot. And it wasn't that bad while we were there. It was only in the like, like low 80s. No, but it was I, quite all I could nice. think was, oh, that's just excruciating. I also like uh, I like the fact that there's like these these rules around the swimming pool, like no smoking. No smoking, and everybody <laughs> was sitting around that pool smoking. Yeah, no smoking except for me. You're right. 
And maybe if maybe weed doesn't count. <laughs> oh my gosh. There was so much weed in South Carolina. At, well, at Myrtle Beach. Everywhere we went. Oh my gosh. It sm- it reeked. You weren't with me, but I was I was going up to our room at one point and two women, they were in their 70s, without a doubt. So these two ladies get on on the elevator with me and they reek of weed. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, where am I that all of these people, including the elderly, the elderly. <laughs> are, are smoking weed? It just, I was and just You're on vacation, man. Yeah, I thought the tree on the flag of South Carolina was a palmetto. It's a well, marijuana you know, plant. It's not fair to say that that's South Carolina just because that one not five-star condo we were staying in oh my God. Yeah. had a lot what? of weed smokers. <laughs> it just was everywhere. It was, and, and, it was and everywhere. It's just funny to me because it's not something that I remember ever smelling except at a concert somewhere. There were times I'd smell it on our bus on a band trip. In high school? Yeah. Oh. For me, that's something that's interesting just to how quickly that's become every day. It's just what we do. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's the same with, with drinking, right? I mean, the, like like the only glasses available in our condo were wine glasses. Yeah. You seem to really go to that. I enjoyed easily. the tactile experience of holding that glass in my hand. I don't know why. With the heft of it, and but I was just drinking tea, and I enjoy some good iced tea. I would not have enjoyed if it if, if it was wine. Blah. Could always have a Long Island iced tea. I suppose, but I just don't like alcohol. It's okay. It's okay that I don't like alcohol, yes. or alcohol is okay. No, it's okay that you don't like alcohol because it's expensive. We don't, <laughs> we don't need to spend the money on that. <laughs> That's true. I don't like to spend money either. Um, That's why maybe our condo was filled. It was not quite five star. (laughs) It was, hey, once we got into the room itself, it was really nice, really open and bright, had a nice breeze coming in. We got a good view of the beach to watch all the peoples and the people in the pool, too. So that wasn't as interesting. Although there were two boys, or maybe I was just there, uh, over in the... Because there were three hot tubs, and they're over the one nearest me, and they were trying to hide what they were smoking the whole time. <laughs> Dude, they're you're not worried. doing a very good job of this. It's it's apparent, and believe me, nobody's going to stop you because obviously, like, clearly, it's it's the thing to do. Right. All right. How do we end it? <sighs> the show. So the next time you're out with us, be careful because we might be watching you. Oh, that's just creepy. Oh. <laughs> No, we would if you if we're out with them, we're not gonna watch. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so we just watch you guys interact. How's that? Well, that'll be okay. That's yeah. not creepy, and it's not like I'll sit and just watch a whole family the whole time. You're just kind of noticing. Oh, look, there's a family of four playing in the sand, and over here is this. And right, you no. Know. Again, you're just watching human behavior, and um. I'm sure I've done my fair share of people watching worthy exploits for somebody to watch me and go, look at that what fat is that old woman lady. Doing? What does she do? <laughs> uh, well, you know. I do sometimes like to dance a little bit. Mm-hmm.
This episode of On Carlson Drive was produced for Boogie Land Media by Randy and Wendy Bonifield and distributed through our friends at podbean.com. All stories were written, edited, and narrated by Wendy Bonifield. All original music and music arrangements are written and performed by Randy Bonifield. Remember to subscribe, and please like, add, friend, and review this podcast wherever you find us. Follow On Carlson Drive on Facebook and Instagram at username On Carlson Drive. And be sure to visit our website at OnCarlsonDrive.com. Special thanks to all our friends and families who, unbeknownst to them, were writing the stories we tell simply by living them. Join us in two weeks for a new episode. Until then, thank you for listening to On Carlson Drive.